I am really happy when it is this day of the week because it means we talk to our friend Jamie Court. It's spelled C-O-U-R-T, just as going to court. And Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. Consumer Watchdog does go to court, but they do a whole lot more. Check them out online at consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie Court, the president, has been part of this show forever, virtually since the beginning. That's consumerwatchdog.org. And now, of course, we're getting into the presidential season. We've gotten past the congressional elections. So we want to welcome back Jamie Court to the Norman Goldman Show. And Jamie, hi. Thanks for coming back on. Oh, always a pleasure to be here, Norm. Well, Jamie, there was a movie 20, 30 years ago. It's been a long time. Weekend at Bernie's, and it spawned a little franchise. It turns out you had your own Weekend at Bernie's. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, I went, I went uh, to Burlington, Vermont. Uh, last weekend to the uh, Sanders Institute Summit. They called it the gathering, and it was a, a certain a gathering, certainly a gathering. I mean, I had a couple of hundred progressives uh, in Burlington, Vermont, hosted by Jane Sanders and Bernie Sanders, and tremendous energy in these panels, uh, everything from Medicare to all to climate change, uh, run by Bill McGibbon, to to housing policies, you know, with uh, people who have been doing this forever, to criminal justice, to human rights, uh, Cornell West, uh, Julian, the mayor of uh, Puerto Rico, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of Barcelona, the doctors and nurses from around the world who've been fighting to keep their Medicare for All systems, the Robert Poland, the guy who uh, did the seminal studies on showing it's going to save America a lot of money to go to Medicare for All, Bernie, you know, moderated these panels, and in my not-for-profit hat, I, I, I don't get involved with candidates, and this was, you know, purely issues, nothing about his presidency. But I can tell you, these panels went from, like, you know, 8 in the morning, 8.30, they got it for coffee, till you know, 10.30 at night, maybe, was the official end, and then there was more non-official stuff. And I watched, you know, a guy, he's 77, Bernie Sanders, you know, moderate these these panels and, and, and spend time on, you know, at each and every one of them in the audience, working with people. And he is uh, indefatigable. The guy's age is certainly no issue uh, in terms of anything he wants to do. But I can also tell you that the urgency of climate change was hanging over this group of folks, uh, represented all different segments, activists, uh, thinkers, actors, journalists, um, economists, historians, uh, and and we watched Bill McGibbon show us uh, this this video he took of the uh, ice caps um, just melting away, melting away, just collapsing. These huge 17-story uh, buildings, ice caps, you know, in in Greenland, just collapsing away. And you watch this, and and you hear that the UN report uh, not long ago saying we only have 12 years to stop this report that just came out about how we. We are going to lose, you know, 10% of our jobs. There's going to be radical change. And everyone felt this urgency and felt really that, gosh, we got to keep working for the next year to really change things. But also, um, I felt, and this is just a personal observation, watching and listening to Bernie on all these issues from, you know, the cost of prescription drugs to housing to international affairs and how we need to restore the post-World War II order with a new Progressive International, which they announced at this event, all of it and seeing his energy. I think this guy is the guy who's in the right place in the right time. He is clearly in the zone. He's like Michael Jordan at his best. And Jane uh, is there, too, who put this all together, his wife, 
I mean, this is a moment where he was made for this history, not only because he really does have all the answers and he does know all the questions and he knows what's important. He's just, he is really young. I mean, in his mind and his actions, and he is made for this moment. Uh, all the campaigns he's run for Vermont, <laughs> Vermont City Council, Vermont Mayor, lost and won, and, and the people he's come to know, people who've dealt with land trusts and affordable housing in Burlington who are there. And, and, and he has studied, and he is. this is really the moment for history for him to jump into. And I'm certain being around him and, uh, you know, Ben and Jerry's founder, who's a good friend of his, and, and a lot of their friends who, you know, these are folks who don't have much in their closet, I can tell you. They're Quakers. You know, these, these are guys who spent their whole life uh, doing the right thing uh, in and out of public service. And I just feel like, you know, this is this is the type of guy who should be president. I got, I got to say that this is the, this is, it's his moment. And if he were, I know what he would do very quickly to write this nation and write this world and write climate change. And I know the people who he surrounded himself with would be the best. And uh, they, a lot of them were there. Uh, imagine Cornell West, right? As secretary of state or, <laughs> you know, you, you Leon as, as the FEMA secretary or HUD secretary, or, I mean, you could just, you could just see how this could play out. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I'm just, what I'm saying is it, it was nice to see that history's produced someone who really would be a president who'd be remembered throughout history. And I feel like if America heard him and heard, these issues and the way they were framed by the people who know them best, who live them, they would not only go for the, the issues, they'd go for Bernie. And, and I, I think he's the only one who we know can win. And he's the only one we, by going right to the people, he doesn't take corporate money. And I also think he's the only one who, um, when he wins can actually fix things because he doesn't take corporate money. So he's got the right position on almost everything. Uh, with regards to the balance of power between people and corporations. And he's really thoughtful about it. He's got the statistics. He knows what he's doing. He's got the answers. And, uh, you know, there aren't very many people in politics who are running for president anyway, or who can, or who can run for president, who are that way. There, I think there are people in politics, but they'll never get to this level. Well, Jamie, it sounds like you're on Bernie's side. I think I think we can take well, that. Believe me. I think we can take that as a well, as he, a he, as he, a fear he, endorsement right there. Believe me. He's not, he's, not, he's not running for president, and I'm speaking in my personal capacity, uh, not the head of a not-for-profit. But yeah, that is my personal observation. People right, say he's well, too old. I'd say no way. Right. I got to start picking at you here, but let, let me reset us here because if people are just joining us, they, they need to know who we're talking to, and that's Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. Jamie Court's the president of Consumer Watchdog. Check him at consumerwatchdog.org. Now, Jamie and I are talking politics, and Jamie is not speaking on behalf of his organization here, but Jamie's been in you know in and around the political world for a very, very, very long time. And Jamie, here, here's let me start my, my response, which is... Is in the most recent election a few weeks ago in Idaho, Nebraska, and Utah, not known as Bernie strongholds, they voted to expand Medicaid. The voters, by big margins, voted to expand Medicaid by referendum, by initiative uh, in these states. They expanded under, under Obamacare, where it's supposed to be very unpopular. And there's this, this phrase we all know, politically correct, which to my mind, politically correct was invented by people who used to be at the top of a hierarchical social pecking order, namely the white guys. 
and they didn't like the fact, and they really don't now like the fact that they've got to treat everybody with respect, that we're all equal. They don't like the fact that they can't, they can no longer pick on and make fun of disadvantaged minorities who are lower on the, were then lower on the social pecking order, and they're really mad, the guys who used to be at the top are really mad that the people who used to accept their so inferior social status no longer accept their inferior social status, and they're now saying, no, we're all equal and you can't pick on me and I won't accept your slights and insults. And that in response is being called politically correct. Oh, I've got to be politically correct because I can't insult you the way I used to and you won't take it the way you used to. And so, Jamie, to me, that politically correct is, is an intentionally snide expression intended to label something as negative, which the person creating the phrase and doing the labeling doesn't like. But in reality, you know, to me, we all deserve respect and all. And so, to me, it's all about labels and politically correct. There's this new one I love, values signaling. Oh, that's that's a hot one too. I'm working on that one. But let's you know, with politically correct, that signals things to people. Using the word progressive signals things to people, and it turns people off. Using the words democratic socialism turns people off. It's a signal, and there are really negative connotations. So, if we were to go trans political, strip away all these labels about the progressive and the Democratic Socialists, forget all that jazz. That all is getting in the way of us winning on the policy issues. If we want to win on the policy issues, we got to strip all this stuff away and just get to why Medicare for all is good, why a higher minimum wage is good, why the best social program is a good job and not government welfare, why we need to balance the budget because the rich have stolen all the money, an economic populist agenda that goes issue by issue without any of the signals and labels that get people framed in, in, in bad ways with their minds going, oh, that's a liberal thing, progressive, I can't go for that. And and all this stuff is getting in the way. If we can strip all that away and get to the policy issues, and this is my concern, labeling stuff progressive, Bernie's already been calling himself a democratic socialist since 1971. Man, I was in junior high school then. I see these things getting in the way of us winning on the issues because they're, they're stumbling blocks, they're obstacles that divert and, and, and blind people to the real issues that are the policies themselves. Jamie, how do you, how do you respond to something like that? You're going to hear it from well, a lot of people, I not think, just me. Uh, look, I think Senator Sanders is a vessel for the issues. And when you hear him, this is about people who are hurting and there are people who can't afford prescription drugs. There are people who are living in the path of, uh, of fires that, uh, are only possible because of the dry conditions from global warming and hurricanes that are only prevalent because of the dry conditions from global warming. This is about, you know, people in America where six Americans have wealth equivalent to the bottom 53% of Americans. That's insane. We don't have to call that socialism to say, you know, to most people, we got to right those wrongs. We got to get universal health care because you shouldn't have to uh, hold a fundraiser you know, or a car wash in order to get your health insurance uh, to cover your uh, cancer care, which is, you know, a tweet I recently saw. Someone had a Trump care policy, and uh, basically they were not going to give her a life-saving cancer surgery because she didn't have money for the follow-up drugs, and the policy didn't cover the follow-up drugs, the immunotherapy. You know, so she had to go to a fundraiser. And we stopped that years ago before Obamacare. We don't do, you know, in a civilized nation, do car washes to get people health care. Uh, we all should have that. That's part of Medicare for all. So I think when I, when I heard these panels, when I listened to these folks, 
Uh, I didn't hear the labels. I heard a lot about reasonable policy. I heard a lot about the statistics that point to them. And I heard a lot about the people who benefit in other parts of the world from the right policy. I've heard a lot about the people who are hurt by our failure to address climate change, the, the people in paradise, our pe- the people who are hurt by our failure to fix the healthcare system in America, the people who are hurt because they don't have a shelter over their head, and that should be just basic human dignity. And, you know, you live in cities like San Francisco or L.A., and you see these extreme extremes in terms of people being able to afford shelter. I mean, you'd have to work 90 hours a week at the minimum wage in the city of San Francisco to afford uh, the average rent there in in a one-bedroom apartment. No one can do that. So we have to figure out how to address it. And Bernie Sanders has a way to address it. Uh, I mean, you know, others have too. You know, Tom Steyer has the right to health care, you know, certain rights that he is putting forth. I think the framing is is one thing, but what really counts, honestly, is the authenticity. And what what I what I felt in Vermont in my in the weekend with Bernie, uh, from him, from Jane, from all of the folks who I know are his top kitchen cabinet, is really, you know, an authentic voice about where we are in human history, uh, both the failure to have you know a world, a global policy where we're trying to prevent wars and trying to prevent strongmen. Uh, I was a history major in college. This is very much like the conditions that created World War II. And in the aftermath of World War II, we rebuilt with the U.N. We rebuilt with the Marshall Plan. We rebuilt because we didn't ever want to go there again, and we're going there. And this is very much, with climate change, an unprecedented event in terms of human migration patterns and the people who are going to die because they live in the wrong part of the world, the low-lying parts of the world. Uh, and the people whose income and homes are going to be taken because they live on the coasts or they live in certain types of dry areas that are more prone to fire. Someone's got to put it all together. Someone's got to connect all the dots, bring the urgency forward and say, this is the time, frankly, that we need. There was the mayor of, mayor of Stockton is doing, a, you know, a young man doing universal uh, income. Uh, they're trying $500 a month to poor people. And it turns out, they're not spending it on drugs and alcohol. They're spending it on food so they can do the gap with what they can make. Everybody who gets out of college in Stockton. These are the incubators of the future. These are the people who are doing really radical thinking to change policies to help poor people. And it is really a matter of the inequities in wealth and security in America that we have to get to. And you can't afford those in an age where, with a couple more degrees warming, Everything's going to be different. Living patterns, climate patterns, uh, migration patterns. Uh, you know where? You know, look, people are not going to be able to live crop failures, live now. disease crop failures, outbreaks. We're going to have yes. wars over resources. It's going to be very unpleasant. Well, and it's coming already because it's here. We just saw it with the Paradise Fire. We have flashes of it, and then in those flashes, outside of the few people I met in Vermont, I don't see many people talking systemic solutions, and that's why I think his moment is here. And I, I have lots of people I know and like who want to be president or running for president. I can't. I, this is he, in my view, was made for this moment because he doesn't have the baggage when he doesn't take corporate mm-hmm. contributions. He's okay. been there before. Right. He's been there Jamie, before. Mark me and, down uh, as a skeptic. I I have giant chunks of skepticism floating around in my drink here, Jamie. I gotta I gotta leave it there. I, but I my concern. I, I remind I remind you, you were a skeptic of the idea that Trump could 
win, too. Mm, my skepticism was based on the polling there. Here, my skepticism is based on, on the American people. They don't like democratic socialism. They get caught up in these labels. And I, I, I don't agree. I agree. They might not like the Jamie, label, but they love the concept. Well, I agree with you on that. I'm concerned about how to sell it. I'm concerned about the practical communication, getting past the labels, and there's been way too much inculcation of branding, imaging, and positioning. And when Bernie comes along and they start with the democratic socialism, it's going to get us on a road that I'm very, and very concerned how, I'll about. Beat, I'll tell you how to beat that. One sentence. Speak from the heart. And people will, will hear that, and he does. I got a better idea disavow democratic socialism say what it is say why you're not it say you're an fdr democrat and move it along that will diffuse the issue socialism means the government owns the means of production i'm bernie sanders i don't believe the government should own the means of production i misspoke when i said well, i'm a socialist i've never been a socialist i don't think the government should own the means of production i believe in the private ownership of businesses end of discussion i don't think that's what the, i don't think the debate the debate is about the green new deal we need a Green New Deal. That's exactly the phrase we were talking about in Vermont, the Green New Deal. And we're having this New debate at this presages what's going to happen down the road. Jamie, I just want to show you where this is going. I'm concerned. I have my concerns. Jamie, I got to leave it there. Look, this is an endless debate. I appreciate your time. Check out Jamie Court at ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie, we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you soon, though.